What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes, episode 97, the Jarvis Green episode of Tuck Rule Takes. Uh, You know me. I'm Mike. I'm here. Liam's here. Big Al is here. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, you don't know there's an extra person here. But if you are watching on YouTube, you'll see there's another person here. Um, you might know him from the knee jerk reactions about the Patriots, the creator of the do your job podcast, the OG of grading school teacher sex scandals, the EEI defector, (laughs) the czar of the Mac Jones fan club, fresh off celebrating his birthday, along with his Irish Rose. Happy belated, by the way, Ireland's own barstool sports own old balls himself, Jerry Thornton. Mike, Liam, uh, Al, it's a great time to be back with you guys i really appreciate it thanks for reaching out to me again i you know it's never a dull moment when you care about the patriots and uh this this whole summer this whole off season has uh given me that reminder once again like i needed it that uh this is how i make a living and somewhere out there is a guy whose job it is to write funny things about the utah jazz you know, and I just like yeah. God, how whoever that person is like faces the day. I don't know. I I wake up every day and say, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be something. And it's they're going to be real creative, I'm sure. Yeah, ex- exactly. And the the Patriots just never let you down. And this this whole bananas like run that we've been on that really is about to turn 25, and. Uh, this year has been no exception. So thanks for the nice intro. It's a blast to be back with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, we're all obviously pumped that you're on um, Barstool fans across the board. So obviously, you know, uh, great that great that we could get you get you on here for a little bit. So you mentioned that there's never a dull moment. Um, I really don't think that we have any uh, any, you know, stuff to kind of talk about. We have to get right into the main thing here. Um, the Patriots have one quarterback on their roster right now. Uh, Mac Jones, baby. One. Um, we are all uh Jerry, just to fill you in. Well, actually, not we are all. Liam and myself, we are huge. No, Mac no, Jones no, 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 no. Do not do that. That is brutal. <laughs> Get off your high horse and don't be doing this because I'm the one that got you in contact with Jerry Thornton. Don't now be doing Al feels that. attacked. You did, but no, guess what? Al don't be He's doing that now. You have got... created a false yeah. narrative about we can oust you that now. Is, that is just you doing the... everything. I got my white whale. We are here. I don't out. This is the only reason we brought you on as the third co-host. Oh, now the truth comes out. The truth truth shall set you free, Michael. Um, But yeah, so uh, speaking of being set free. what we're fighting about. Loud noises. (laughs) So I like to pick on. uh, Don't stop. I am going to turn this car right around and we will go right back home again. There's an invisible line drawn in the back seat. Don't cross it and behave. I'm just berating Al, hitting him with things in the in the back <laughs> yeah. seat. Uh no, Jerry. So what it is, um, Al obviously big fan of Mac Jones. I think one episode he wasn't as behind him as Liam and I were. So from then on, it's kind of the running thing where he isn't yeah. a Mac Jones guy, but he he definitely is. Um, you kind of have to be now, you have no choice. Shock, yeah. awe, eyebrows raised like the rock. Bailey Zappy is gone. So is Malik Cunningham, but Bailey Zappi is the big name that we'll kind of start with. Um, and I think we and, have and to, to be start clear, with Jerry. Yeah, they're both gone 
as we're doing this podcast. Of course. And, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I'm guilty of this all the time where you jump the gun on saying, well, that guy's gone. We're never going to see him again. And then he clears <laughs> waivers and he's back. And every one of this, yeah. you know, these moves is a calculated gamble. If you're at all interested in the guy and, you know, there's a chance you could bring him back. So you have to say there's no way we can, you know, expose him to waivers. We'll never see him again. Maybe with this guy, we can't. The zappy thing. And I, I immediately kind of spiked the football on this because while I never thought he was going to get cut, I did suggest after the last third preseason game that we've got a Mac, a Bailey zappy issue here because. Yeah. People are saying, oh, I, I, I don't know if he's not going to be the starter this year. You know, this is back in like April, March or whatever. Oh, Bill won't, you know, commit to Mac, to Mac Jones being the starter. And as of like the other day, I was saying, I think it might be a doubt whether he actually makes the roster. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of facetiously, but I hadn't been seeing it. And and I, I reread something that I wrote back on uh, last October 28th, after the Real Housewives of Foxborough, Gillette fans were chanting for Bailey Zappi in a game because Mac Jones, who was a Pro Bowl of the year before, who more importantly, because the Pro Bowl doesn't mean much, I get it, but yeah. more importantly, won double-digit games and took them to the playoffs, all of a sudden, based on 10 quarters of Bailey Zappi, were convinced this is it. It's all we need to see. It's Brady 2001 all over again. It's history repeating itself. Like, okay. And I wrote at the time, how about he's playing like a guy from Western Kentucky who they've kind of managed into doing some good things here. And you guys are treating him like he's, he's this, the Messiah. Like this is why why marriages don't last. You know what I mean? The new fresh thing comes along and everyone's ready to just dump the one that they were thrilled to be with the year before. So yeah, I, I I didn't say he was going to get cut, but you should feel like a complete jackass if you were one of those people chanting for Bailey Zappi last year. And there were many. There were there had to have been 50,000 people in the stands. And it was a low moment. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. That, that Since you brought it up. So uh, I'm assuming, and I'm pretty sure, because obviously I follow you, I see where you're writing, things like that. But yeah, that was that was absurd to hear your your fan base you know you like to think everybody says what patriots fans are one of the smartest or like at least intelligent fan bases in the league not at all there your chance you know and mac jones is still going out there to his credit i think with jacoby myers a couple other players are like credit to mac he's out there trying to win a game when you're chanting the backup's name who just beat the who the lions and the browns i think that's who it was yeah 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 and if you look back at that chicago game and I did based on what I'd written about it in, in real time and the knee jerk reaction. And it was, yeah, he put together a couple of drives and that's good. They, they simplified the playbook. They did what he was capable of doing. And a lot of his numbers were check downs to Ramondre Stevenson, yeah. which is great, mm-hmm. but they were, the game was out of reach. So it was the equivalent of, you know, bumping up your batting average by like bunting when you're down by, by 12 runs in the, in the eighth inning, and that's fine. That's what he did. He took what was available to him. But to just immediately, you know, extrapolate all the way out and say, oh, this is the guy. I don't want to see that Mac Jones guy anymore. It was it was the kind of stuff like, I, guys, I'm not a great football analyst. What I am is somebody with a memory. And I don't forget what it was like 
in like the the early nineties where whoever the backup was was the the savior. You know, and I, I mean yeah. I can rattle off names that will be nothing to you guys, but for a while it was like Mac Jones and then it was like uh you know it was it was not Hugh Millen. Yeah, Hugh Millen. Uh it was Tommy Hodson, you know, it was Tom Ramsey. You know, they we used to love everyone talks about how much they loved Steve Grogan. Used to, people used to scream for him to get benched in favor of whoever his backup was. I, I'm not playing that game every time someone has a decent outing. I wasn't doing it with Jimmy Garoppolo in 2016. I wasn't doing it with Jacoby Brissett when he went out and, you know, beat, uh, was it, no. Houston, he, he I lost think. Buffalo. Yeah, Houston. Yeah. And a, yeah. You know, great game for him. It, don't take the cheese on that. It, like, look at what the guy does and, you know, have a little bit of perspective. I get that's not a, a thing to ask football fans to do because it's great to fall in love with the next big thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, and they get upset when they don't pan out, freak out, have your thing. It's fun. It's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I do it with one wide receiver every preseason, and I'm open about it. And of I've course. been right a lot. I was right about Jacoby Myers when he was an undrafted free agent, but I've been wrong a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I was writing fun things about Nikhil Harry, who I think is uh on LinkedIn right now, like oh, looking for some kind of a job with that he, uh, Arizona. He who will State not degree. be named. Oh goodness. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Just what and it's fun to do it. To just yep. like declare your unmitigated love for a guy, but just give him a chance to prove people are doing it with Mela Cunningham, you know, after that first game. And I'm like, hey, look, mm-hmm. it's terrific. Good for him. But running back, plant your foot on the ground and then running through a hole against third and fourth stringers who'll be out of job in a couple of weeks is not being an NFL quarterback. Can we just like mm-hmm. take a deep breath here, folks? Oh yeah. That's the fun about being a sports fan is to overreact. And now it's become even more popular and even easier because of Instagram, you see a little 13 snack second clip of Malik Cunningham juking a guy out on the way to the end zone, but you yep. don't see he completed like three passes. Like he was fun. He was entertaining. He scored our only touchdown. Had one but good throw or one impressive yeah. throw. That one. But that he's, was no, he's no Mike but, Vick, oh, yeah, but everyone one, wants to flip out. Yeah. The one that went through uh, uh, Trey Nixon's thumbs. Yeah. That was terrific. Yeah. And you, and, yeah, it was. And, but it's okay to look at that and go, well, that's encouraging or promising. Well, that yeah. shows potential. But those are real soft verbs. They're not yeah. verbs. They're mm-hmm. they're gerunds, right? So that would they would be adjectives. Anyway, right, right now, Al, the is, teacher Al would know. Uh, yeah. hey, math, the math numbers, teacher. He's numbers, a math teacher. Numbers. Come on, Al. Yeah, Mrs. Driscoll, my Weymouth uh, freshman. Uh, English teacher who was 103 when I had her and died a couple of years ago. She was like <laughs> Methuselah. She's clawing at the top of her casket right now, but I don't want to get bogged down into my crappy <laughs> grammar. The top. They're adverbs. Yeah. They're adverbs. <laughs> just at some point, yeah, like, just don't make a fool out of yourself because people like me will save the receipts. And, <laughs> you know, all those guys who call, you know, I, I even said, um, I tweeted out yesterday, and uh, Patriots cut down day is coming. And uh, I, is Mac Jones a lock to make the roster? Yeah, coming up after the break, I'll tell you why I think he's not. Uh-huh. Uh, we have open phone lines at 617 because that's the way the game is played. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I, I'm not doing I'm not going to make an idiot out of myself over a guy who just shows some potential. Like, let him grow, let him develop. And clearly, Bill O'Brien went to Belichick. And just said, Zappy's not getting it. And that's how it looked the other night, uh, you know, in that, that third preseason game. 
inaccurate throws, kind of yeah. changing his arm angle from here. Some yeah. guys can do that. You're not it. So. No. No, and, and worst of all, he was a distraction after last season with all this controversy after the Bears. Even if he did have a fine preseason, I think the distraction would be worth almost getting rid of him after this whole controversy where everyone's like, we want Zappy, we want Zappy. It's like, Max the guy, let's clear the slate here, not have any controversy, bring back Brian Hoyer for the 17th time and roll into the season. Oh, Liam, you laugh. there you go. If you're looking for a, uh, a job <laughs> hosted on uh, 98.5 The Sports Hub, you just got it. Mac oh, Jones God. went to craft and said you gotta exactly. get rid of this guy he's a threat to me i saw that out there that's already the on that's, no. that's already on twitter it, it, it wasn't from any sort is. of like reputable source but like i saw a couple normies regular people he went, tweeted he went out. to daddy craft it's it's only <laughs> a matter of time it's only a matter of time but like you said he hasn't had a good training camp and it's funny all of the writers everybody you see who tweeted about it they all start it with the same thing they say Zappy had a bad training camp, but I didn't see but. that or like, but whatever. It's like, so it's kind of not telling on yourself. That's not the right phrase, but it's like, you're kind of pro- like contradicting yourself. You're like, oh yeah, he's been bad, but I thought he'd make, why would he make it? If he's ba- it's a backup quarterback. I think a lot of people are making a big deal about it just because his name is Bailey Zappy. All of what he got a few starts. And I, and I think yeah. too, I think too, the reason that people are so freaked out is because you cut Trace McSorley on Monday. So now you're down to three. Then you cut Bailey Zappi. It's like, okay, you want to go with Malik Cunningham as the backup, you know, a rookie, whatever. Fine. Great. Dual threat quarterback. That's awesome. But then you cut Malik Cunningham. Now you're down to one quarterback and everyone's freaking out. Like we don't have a backup quarterback. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make something very clear to you. You're going to get a backup quarterback. It's going to be okay. Bailey Zappi might clear. He might go through waivers. No one gets him. And then he comes back to the practice squad. Maybe Malik Cunningham, it's the same thing. Maybe they go completely out of the box and they go with Colt McCoy or they go with Jacoby Brissett or Will Greer or whoever. But the point is they're going to have a backup quarterback, but it's Mac Jones's team. And right. this is the guy that you need to go with because he has a big fifth-year option that it's going to be – this is going to be his fate this year. And if he doesn't do well, yeah, they might pick it up, but that might cost him millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So, again – it's Mac Jones's team. There's going to be a backup. Give it a couple days. Everybody chill out. It's going to yeah, be fine. Yeah. I think the whole thing is so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's overblown. Uh, but Jerry, I heard you say though, every year you also fall in love with the wide receiver. Funny. I was Correct. just thinking this year I was going to ask. Made me think. I, I can't recall who it was this year. Who was that receiver that you fell in love with this year? It was not long after the draft that I said Kayshawn Booty. Yes, there it is. Excellent, Jerry. Excellent. Just digging into his past and where he was projected to go, you know, as an underclassman, where, you know, what his career trajectory was looking like it was going to be. Highly recruited guy, you know, has a nice career for himself. Uh, And I've seen the play, if you you guys haven't, where he – he broke his ankle, making yeah. a great catch on the sideline, toe tap, yeah. hanging on to the ball, gets surgery, later on has to have another surgery. And during that time, Brian Kelly ends up ditching Notre Dame, leaving them high and dry in the lurch like a like the jackass that he is. And then goes down to LSU, appears down there, and starts talking in that fake drawl of his. You know what I mean? Like like a politician when they're talking. He's literally like a, a Massachusetts guy. 
Exactly. Who's been in South Bend for 10 years, you know? And I'm a Notre Dame fan, which is why I'm like so over the top, vociferously bitter about this fraud. Um, And like, you know, so he starts talking like a, like a politician who finds himself at a uh, black Baptist church or something. Y'all down here, we're all gonna like, just shut up, you fraud. Well, that's the coaching staff that Booty comes, you know, back to, has no relationships with them, doesn't know, has missed time while they're installing the system or whatever. They have a problem with them. They don't like the fact that they don't feel he's done enough work, whatever. They move him to the slot where his and I, I don't have the exact numbers in my in my head, but his uh, yards per catch went from something like 17 point whatever to like seven because he was miscast yeah. as a slot receiver. This guy was doing everything when in the earlier system and it happens. Guys fall through the cracks. Well, the Patriots take a late flyer on him and I said, well, he, he's got potential. Again, I, I try to speak in logical terms. Um and then before he really started to catch on, you go the first week of practice and Demario Douglas is practicing with the ones. And I yeah. mean, that was, that stood right out and you, you could That's see it like it. he yeah. belonged there. Maybe just they working with them over the off season, figured out, okay, so pop Douglas is more advanced, but the guy with the higher ceiling is booty and booty eventually caught on. So mm-hmm. Clearly, both those guys made the roster, which is which is a great thing. Tons of potential there. I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. Are they going to carry six receivers, or are they going to maybe put Tyquan Thornton on the on the uh, IR for a bit? And I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But Booty, I think the sky is the limit. They don't need him to be much. I mean, they've got three veterans at the top of that depth chart, and uh, you know you you. Juju Smith-Schuster is clearly your one. And then Devontae Parker is your, your, your two. And then Kendrick Bourne is has uh, dug his way out of Matt Patricia's doghouse like Andy Dufresne. So he That's doesn't really. have to worry about that. And he's been a favorite target. So I, I think that one position looks really good, given the fact that it appears that they've hit on those two rookies and i'm i'm trying to coach my language here but it looks like they've hit on those guys you, can, you don't have you to can, coach sir, your i would listen i would like to just make a really quick statement mike we don't Liam, need to. i know what you're gonna say so yeah because I, I was gonna say it. i'm sorry i was wrong i was wrong hey finally good i was Glad. wrong listen finally. i told you if he made it so jerry just a little context these two had a booty the, Hates no, booty, we, I said he wasn't going to make booty. the roster because I thought Tyquan would be guys. healthy. All definitions of the word. But I also told them that if I was wrong, I would tell them on the podcast I was wrong. So guess what? I was wrong. Okay. Okay. Now, when were you wrong? Because that's important. Context matters. Was so, it I, when they first drafted him or was it, it like was, when he was in college? Were you saying he's... It was he shortly was, after they drafted him. It was, he was always wrong, Jerry. He it was, was always wrong. <laughs> he came out wrong. It was it was when they started training camp and Booty was with the twos and Douglas was with the ones. And I thought, like you said, the three veterans in Parker, Bourne, and Smith Schuster. Then you had Douglas and then you had Tyquan Thornton because don't forget he was healthy to start training camp. And mm-hmm. I thought there's going to be one receiver probably left off and it's probably going to be Kayshawn Booty. So that's when I had him getting cut. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't beat yourself up too too terribly about that yeah, because it, was, it took him a little while to 
to to catch on. And you know, it's yeah. you know, if, but if I'm you but I'm at, a man of my word. I have to admit when I'm wrong, and I just I, I fessed up. Word. Credit to me, man of my word. A, a famous big cat line, if you will, Jerry. Credit mm-hmm. to me. I was wrong. Credit to me. <laughs> it takes a it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong, and it. It takes an even bigger man to uh, never let him forget it and ridiculously mock him. And I imagine that's <laughs> what you're going to face from Mike and Liam, but not from me. Not oh, yes. Boy. You know what, Jerry. And this, this speaks to a, a, a couple of things. One, how hard it is to predict wide receiver, particularly in this system. Like the, yep. the history of guys who did nothing anywhere else but really we're able to grasp it and thrive here is really long. And to me, the patron saint of that category is, um, is uh, MVP of the early Super Bowl. His name was in my head at the beginning. Uh, Dion Branch. Uh, Dion Branch Branch goes elsewhere for big, big money, never amounted to anything. They end up trading uh, Randy Moss at the trading deadline. They bring back, Dion Branch in his first game back, he catches two balls on the sideline at the end of the second half with like eight seconds left, goes out of bounds on both of them, and they kick a last second field goal. And I said, it's just he gets it. The the most valuable asset you have in this system is between your ear holes. And he always had it the way that Troy Brown did, whatever, uh, you know, David Givens, David Patton. Um then you look at like guys Actually, who Jerry, really real accomplished quick, elsewhere real quick, Jerry. and amounted to nothing. Del Gabriel never did anything here. Real quick, breaking news. Patriots. Oh, no. Patriots have placed cornerback Isaiah Bolden and offensive lineman Connor McDermott on IR. Their seasons are over. They cut linebacker Joe Gillis-Harris, mm-hmm. offensive lineman James Ferentz, running back Ty Montgomery, and defensive end Ronnie wow. Perkins. Oh no! Three minutes ago, from Doug, uh, I always say his name wrong. Kaid, I don't know. Jerry, you Kaid, I think yeah. Yeah, Doug Kaid. So, uh, Mike's a big Ronnie Perkins guy. Sorry, I wasn't trying to interrupt. No, no, I'm glad glad to know that. So, Ty Montgomery, that's interesting because you know he's he just has not been able to catch on with this team. He just hasn't. You know, the first game scored a touchdown the first game, and then. That obviously got hurt and all that, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and kind of seemed like that multi-tool that they could have plugged into a number yeah. of different places. Seemed like a perfect a gadget fit. player, kind of like um, like like with Cunningham. I saw him being in that kind of uh, uh, you know, Cordero Patterson role. Like yeah. get him the ball in space and let him do stuff, but that's never materialized. The Isaiah Bolden thing uh, hurts because you know he was looking like a like a kick returner, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, um, like a maybe even a core four special team or whatever, but they have some depth there, but none of those is quite like the shock value of, uh, of Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say Ronnie Perkins. I was going to say, yeah, I was shocked at that. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm I'm certainly not glad about it. It, I I think there's some depth at that position too, you know, on the edge, they say, you know, I mean, after the year that Uchi had and, and Judon, I, I I think that's a loss that they can absorb, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, you know who I think was uh, has really surprised me over the last few years when they extended Dietrich Weiss Jr. I just didn't see it. My brother and I had no. this long conversation, no. like, what are they seeing in him? Why don't I see it? And the guy post contract extension versus the guy pre contract extension, it's like those two guys never met because he no. has just been. 
a beast is an exaggeration, but he's just been such a solid contributor mm -hmm. inside, outside, being able to do different things. And uh, Perkins, I'm sorry to see him <laughs> get get hurt, but I, I think that's one that they can they can, you know, shore that up until he comes back next year. Yeah, he can't had, say he, he didn't give it moment. his all though. When he threw up in that say, last yeah. game, I was like, "What a fucking stud!" This dude yeah. wants to make the roster. I can't believe it's cold blooded to cut a man after he hurls his guts out on the field <laughs> and then makes a tackle nearly two seconds. He later. literally yeah, gave it all. Got that dog. He did. He did. Uh, Sorry, Liam, Mike. I, I don't. I don't want Liam to skate away from this thing that I wanted to bring up because uh, I was really. I believe need to, when really when Jerry was talking about who 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 you thought were kind of the number one receivers and everything for the team. You mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster. I was having a good day. Now, Al and myself, big Juju fans. I did, when he was kind of, when he was on the Steelers, I'm almost big like Juju contractually fans, obligated really? to hate him. So I didn't like, like Juju. him when he was there. But I, we cannot seem to convince Liam that Juju is is a is a really good player on this team that he's going to produce that he's going to he he could be a number 1 like you said so i um we are throwing the the lifeline out to you can, can you can, what kind of diatribe what kind of sermon can you give to Liam to explain to him that Juju is worth it and he's going to produce this year what did he have best last sales year? pitch what did he have last year with Kansas City 900 plus yards Eight. On an offense that runs through up. Travis Kelsey, much, much to my detriment, because but a quick aside, I think Travis Kelsey has become one of the most insufferable figures in, in all the sports. Yes. Like how yes. many times can he hijack a post-game interview where they clearly want to talk to Patrick Mahomes and he has to like grab the microphone in mid-sentence and then just speak? utter gibberish like yeah who's that who you, doing? you got that yeah. who's you know, it's literally it's like, like a kanye taylor west or uh taylor swift moment literally yeah. he wants to be a beastie boy so bad so yeah. bad exactly. that's all he I wants and the worst part about it is the man can play tackle football he really can oh, but like, so smith smith schuster just coasted behind him still gets 900 yards 933 on 78 catches oh i don't appreciably see the difference between him last year and him with the steelers when he had 1400 yards with antonio brown on on the, the same field as him and you can say well he was open cuz of brown okay but brown you know, sucks a lot of oxygen out of that. He was, mm -hmm. you know, you thought he would be the focus of it. And he was the second best receiver they had. I, he didn't forget how to play football while winning a Super Bowl last year, drawing a defensive hold that ended up being the, the game winning play of the game. I, I don't know how much Juju Smith-Schuster had to do with that, but. Drawing the hold? Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't, you don't commit defensive holding against the guy you can just cover. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the the numbers don't have to pop out at you uh, it, yeah, because the they Patriots don't, don't need they, – they're not built for a 1,400-yard receiver. They're not going to get that guy who just gets the ball all that much. The the glaring example uh, – um, excuse me, the glaring exception, rather – I'm having trouble with words tonight um, – being Randy Moss. Like, it, other than that, they, they feed the ball to a slot guy. They, they get people who can stretch the field horizontally. They know ahead of time, like, you know, the, what, who the play is going to go through, who the focus of it is going to be. Mac Jones, the guy who can make progressions. Um, 
for all that means they don't need this guy to be anything more than he was with Kansas City last year, which was good enough to be the top receiver, wide receiver on a team that won the Super Bowl. Can I interest you in that, Lee? Yes. So I think I think there's a thin line there because Kendrick Bourne was also the top receiver on a team that almost won the Super Bowl with San Francisco. And I don't think anyone's going out on a limb saying Kendrick Bourne's should be, you know, as a clear cut, solid number one receiver. I think Juju's fine. Like, I just don't think he's really like a needle movie. He doesn't get me super excited is my biggest point. I don't think he's uh, a world beater. And I certainly don't think he's anything like he was that one year in Pittsburgh. Much like you said, I think Antonio Brown's gravity helped him for most of that. And then last year in that Chiefs offense with Travis Kelsey taking most of the attention, I think you could get 700 yards yourself. Al can get another 600, and then Mike can follow up the rear with 300 just in checkdowns. It's well, such. What what if I say this? It, he's an upgrade from Jacoby Myers. He, I don't think so, so yeah, though. Exactly, I, they're different think, players. Yeah, I'll say this: Myers, and I'm not I'm not putting him down. Was yeah. the number one receiver to like five different starting quarterbacks? Certainly, and you Juju know, won't and, throw the ball to the other team, so that helps. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always a plus. By the way, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not saying it's the first thing I look for in the, watching no, this film. Is, but it's nice to consider. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think what we got out of Myers is his ceiling. I think yeah. he reached it every single year, and that's 700 yards here and there. Not a great catch percentage, you know, like a not much of a red zone target or whatever. Whereas Schuster, in a year where Smith Schuster, in a year where you say it wasn't that good. Okay, nine nine hundred yards, nine hundred thirty-three, and I I don't think the Patriots need him to be much more than an upgrade. We, how about this? Do you think there are going to be times when how based on how they shuffle the deck in that big go fish game that is an NFL offense facing an NFL defense that yeah. sometimes he'll have the advantage over the guy that is guarding him? Yeah, cause uh, he's like I said, he's a different wide receiver. He's got different dimensions. He than uh, Jacoby Myers. But the way the Patriots offense works, I think you could also get those mismatches, those advantage with Jacoby Myers. I think he was, you know, the next slot receiver for the Patriots after Welker and Edelman and whatnot. Like you said, there was a ceiling on his potential. He was never going to be as good as those. But the Patriots have made a living off putting those guys in mismatches. And I think it worked quite well for us uh, in the time that he was here. Yes, I think his size, I think his ability to catch in traffic would put him in some circumstances while shuffling the deck at an advantage. But you can also get that same advantage with those quick outs that Julian Edelman used to run if you had Jacoby Myers in there. Let me ask I, I will I will add this. Smith Schuster did come at a favorable deal for the team. Like they didn't way overpay for him the way they did say Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, but it was similar to Jacoby's deal, almost the same thing, right? Yeah. And I, I think I think they they got him on their terms and see that he has greater upside. J J There's not a universe in which Jacoby Myers is going to be a 1400 yard receiver. Even if you line him up opposite yes. Antonio Brown or, or peak cherry rice or Terrell mm -hmm. Owens or, or name him. That's, that's not what he's ever going to be cut out to do. And that's not a knock on him. The guy came yeah, from nowhere. He cashed in and more, Stud. more power yeah. to him. So it, it, hold on. It, you're, if we're thinking delusionally here, what's your ceiling? Like 
best case. If you're a huge Juju Smith-Schuster guy, what is the absolute max potential that he could give the Patriots this year if all the planets align, all the stars go right for him? I, because they're never going to just feed like one guy. Of course, yes. It's not how they do it. So I, I think a thousand yard season. A, yep. a, I don't see 1100 any more than like, say, uh, Brandon Cooks. Yep. You know, like, you know, he got a thousand yards from them. That was that was terrific. Um, I, I He's not the kind of guy like Edelman that's going to get, you know, close to a 100 catches and a thousand no. yards. But I think a thousand yards is is very much in play for him. Let any me, idea on touchdown numbers? You got any? Because yeah, I, I that's hard. Because as good as Myers is, they just never threw to him. No, in, in, in the end zone, and I, and I think the goal line here is really going to be Stevenson and um and yeah. and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. You know, there's got to be and, some variety though. They've been so bad. Like he, I get it. Like just punching the ball forward, but we got to have some mixed match and some weird pass plays here. Absolutely, so, and I I love the idea of. You know, Bill O'Brien, he, he's done yeah. it in uh, preseason games a little bit in the short time that we saw um, Jones, where he started incorporating some different things, some uh, run pass option, even just to totally nerd out, you know, with the with the totally. catchphrase of, of the last five years, um, which Jones was good at at Alabama. Yeah. And we saw mm-hmm. none of last year and we saw even you know less of under uh, Josh McDaniels just showed no interest yeah. in working no. that in. But, you know, I, I, I think you, you're going to see a lot of two tight end offenses down on the goal line. God, I hope so. And that, yeah, mm-hmm. and that generally speaking doesn't mean you're going to get a, a 12 touchdown receiver. You know what I mean? Like none of these guys belong in your fantasy team unless you're no, really no, taking late, no, late. I don't think anyone gets close to even like six or seven touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. And I and I can positively live like that, you know, the way we yeah. did even – 2018 when Gronk wasn't who Gronk was and they had Amendola and, and, and Edelman and they, they patched it together and they figured it right the F out. I I think I'd be fine with that as long as it's eliminating turnovers predicated on the run game, a nice balance there and a coach. What a miracle this is a coach who can look at what's working and what's not and have a plan and send break the huddle with two ideas in mind crazy. and and incredible how that works the, yeah it's it's crazy it's like it had never been tried before man yeah, I, it's a... I, matt patricia really damaged me i, I kind of feel like i should be like in front of a, a social worker with an anatomically correct doll right show me where the offensive coordinator <laughs> yeah, hurt right. you Seriously. like an abused girlfriend talking about her ex like you just shaking Yes. So, Jerry, we, we we talked about the receivers a little bit. I want to talk about the running backs for a real quick second. Mm-hmm. So, Liam's best friend is Juju Smith-Schuster. His other best friend is Ezekiel oh, Elliott. What do you yeah. think about Ezekiel is Elliott? This, is this Patriots just the attack bit? Liam hour while Jerry's yes. on? He get, he yeah, you guys wrapping it up. Right, That's how we're wrapping it up with, with Jerry. Lay it so, on me, Jerry. So, Ezekiel Elliott, what do you think? And what is kind of his ceiling, similar to what you did with, Smith, with uh, Smith-Schuster? Okay, I would never have like backed the truck up and given him a bunch of gold bars to come here. You know, clearly the the market is what it is, and and it declines every year. Unfair as that is, and I think Belichick did a classic Belichick move, which is to say, this is a guy with a resume. This is a guy who can help. We're not going to run the offense through him. He's just a component piece that can help us and take a little bit of the pressure off of Stevenson. They got a team friendly deal. 
and I, I think he can produce again. You know, yeah, I I know his uh, yards per attempt last year, and you know they're really bad when you compare him to the guy he was really running bad. alongside, right? Um, was it, we have like three point eight or something? Three point seven. Three point seven. You know, if you dig deep in there, you see a lot of red zone yards, a, a good percentage on like third and short of converting, um, and good around the goal line. Twelve touchdowns is no joke. I don't care who you are, um, and he can catch the ball, which I, you know I, we tend not to associate with him, but he's had some years where he's had a you know a a lot of thirty five catch seasons with you know. 300 yards, 400 yards, whatever. I think he had one 400 yard. I should have like researched the numbers before yeah. I did this, but I think it's a great, like, let's take a flyer on this guy because whatever his ceiling is going to be, I think his floor is high. I, I don't think he's going to go out there and then just get like stuffed. Like I'm trying to think of some real bad, you know, he's not going to be Lawrence Maroney, you know, well, dancing at the hole. So get getting, crazy. You know, I love me some Lawrence Maroney, but uh, well, I mean, yeah, we all liked him, but uh. I I liked him until the following year where they yeah. just threw like a, a, a undrafted running back out of the droid factory into that same like role, and it was Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, and they ended up with like close to a thousand yard season, and yeah. it was oh okay. Yeah, slow mo was a great nickname for for Lars Marhoney. Yes, you know, like I don't but, need a guy to do river dance at the hole. And I, I, he's what he did, and I think Elliot is gonna is gonna hit it. So I'm not about to suggest that. Oh yeah, they they got the uh the the stud of all studs, but I think as a component piece, as a complementary back, uh, there's there's a ton of potential there. So I think he's an unnecessary signing. This is why they're all bringing it to your attention here, because we've been arguing about this for a little while. I just find it counterintuitive in my mind, where it's especially now that Ty Montgomery's gone, where I thought he would be the James White, the receiving back, the Rex Burke, whatever we needed, a change of pace back, I guess. Now it seems like we have no other running backs but Ramondre and Ezekiel Elliott. They both kind of do the same thing. They both can catch. They're mostly bruisers up the middle. Both of them can have decent speed at times. But I was looking for more of a change of pace back and one that you probably wouldn't have to pay as much as Ezekiel Elliott. Not that he's making a ton of money, but unfairly so, all running backs can do the same thing. You can pick up an undrafted guy to run in between the tackles for $900,000, and that's why the Giants didn't want to pay Saquon and the Raiders didn't want to pay Josh Jacobs. It's an easy position to succeed at if you have a decent offense and decent blocking and you can give them very little. That's why I just seen thought Zeke was remarkably unnecessary to get. I actually have a generic name for the guys you describe it. I go, you know, Ben Jonas Gray. Yeah. So whatever, like you took Jonas Gray. Madden creates for a random player. Yeah. Jonas Gray gets 300 yards for them and like four touchdowns. And He's out of football a couple of weeks. Exactly. Later. Yeah, he it's a super once. interchangeable position. Yep. Um, I'm very surprised about the Pierre Strong signing, even though I yeah. get it. Okay, they feel like he, Elliot gives them some depth at running back, and then they use that to get depth at another area where they needed an offensive tackle. However, I thought he was groomed to be the next guy in that role. It takes the two Harris. years. Yeah. It takes two years to be that guy who's the pass catching back and strong is crazy fast. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it took 
Kevin Falk a few years and Shane Vereen a few years and then um, James, uh, White. James White a, a, a couple of years. It's, there's a lot to it. You have to learn. You prove to them that you can be trusted on blitz pickup and have good hands and not turn the ball over and everything. I don't know who's filling that that role right now. It, exactly. Stevens, Stevens it was, was it last year. He was. And, you know, that's a lot to ask of a guy who's also your your sort of bell cow back. So yeah. yep. maybe they feel they have two of them, but uh, that's that, that, and, and that's your a big confusion ask is my confusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where I'm just like, what do we do now? Now that roster cuts at the end of it, I'm like, we got Zeke, we got Stevenson. They do the same thing. Now I'm just confused what the hell is going on. Well, it's 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 going to be interesting, uh, like you guys said, uh, Jerry. I don't want to I don't want to take up your whole night. Um, we're gonna kind of keep chatting after. I just got one one last thing for you before you go. Week one against the Eagles in a couple weeks. Who you got? How do you think that game's going to go? Oh, jeez. You know what? That's I know it feels like it's an an eternity from now. I I I, I like the bats. Uh, of course, I, I'm mm-hmm. going to I, again. It, but it all comes down to the offensive line. And by all accounts, you're going to get Cole Strange back and you get Michael on when you, those are this 40% of your line right there. Mm-hmm. Trent Brown is a, is a mixed bag. I still don't know who's going to be your right tackle. Uh, maybe, maybe Mafi. I don't, you know, I don't know, but it may take a couple of weeks to sort that out because the one thing that these guys haven't had the luxury of is continuity being able to work together and that's absolutely mission critical in this, but I trust Adrian Clem to work it out. So yeah, it, give me the offensive line as I just described it. And, and okay. If they can handle that, that rush and give Mac Jones a little bit more time than they've had, which has been virtually none then Okay. Give, give me the Patriots at home. If it was in Philly, we're having another conversation and, as it is, that game's going to be an emotional tsunami for me because I think they're um, paying tribute to somebody who. Uh, yeah, somebody. Yeah, some I can't, guy. I can't remember yeah. somebody you, you used to be a big fan of. If, if I yeah. I, I don't want to go all yeah. New Testament parables yeah. here, but the prodigal son is coming home and was slaughtering the, the fatted calf. I'll be and, watching uh, on TV, see if those tears are coming down your eyes. I'm going to be hope, keeping an eye on you. I hope God. that's what happens. I hope it that this th- these are the games why you bring in Bill O'Brien. Have a good game plan, mitigate yeah. the rush somehow, screens, whatever, and hopefully, hopefully they can uh, hopefully they can pull out one. That'll be a big statement win if they can. I'll leave you with this. Bill O'Brien, the most significant offseason acquisition in the NFL, bigger than Aaron Rodgers, bigger even than Juju Smith Schuster, but uh, bigger than anybody. So when you upgrade from shit. Yeah. Mary, shout out your socials real quick before you uh before you head off. Absolutely. I'm everywhere at, at Jerry Thornton one, Jerry spell with a J uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, Instagram. I got a Facebook page. Uh, I'm working on an only fans. No, I'm not. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you, you want to know how I am the way I am pick up from uh, darkness to dynasty. The first 40 years of the New England Patriots also six rings the history of the Patriots Super Bowl run so far. And uh, fellas, it's always a pleasure to be on you with you. And I'll see you on Barstool tomorrow and every day. Yes, sir. I have that book. It's a good book. Yes. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you for... sir, Jerry. We appreciate it very, very much. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for supporting a struggling artist. I'll talk to you, oh, Kat, soon. <laughs> see you, Jerry. <laughs> struggling artist.
struggling I, like like the guy doesn't work for a billion dollar company I um yeah so uh if you're if you're listening not watching on youtube jerry has left we're gonna finish up a little bit here um yeah al this this is kind of a kind of a real uh a real thing to you real quick thank you without your uh inclusion yeah. here we wouldn't hey, have gotten him on jerry stuck. thornton is one of him and uh kfc also from barstool but really jerry thornton he's one of the guys that really got me like interested in writing blog just writing anything about the patriots mm. so when i said yeah. that he was like you know a white whale yeah for for me that that was a big thing like i can't i was sweating i told my wife before i got on here i was like i was like my assholes puckering up like i'm very 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 anxious to have him on i was that was that was awesome i could listen and to him talk about the past good thing we didn't do it in hours. person maybe you would have tried to kiss him <laughs> oh no i would have he and he, no it wouldn't happen i would i don't even, and he's talking i would have just like oh, oh sorry i love you and no no bs mike I, i'm happy that you're happy because i know it's someone that you loved following mm-hmm. so it, it brought me joy to see that you were so happy to have him on so i'm glad that, i was glad to do it so happy now, i got my the the pirate the barstool shirt new one first time i've worn it i just it's uh love it he he knows so much yeah. so much he's just got a killer it's like a picturesque memory where he's like oh like the patriots yeah. beat the texans by 27 points you're like oh shit like this yeah. guy knows yeah so so obviously you know when we're when we're done because don't text while we're on the podcast al there's another people who have done that on podcast with liam and i True. don't do that while we're you on endorse it, at some these point, people, al. um shoot him just uh, shoot him a text saying you know, obviously we appreciate it very much this was a big big thing my, my ass set is him sweating. a bhp too so, if you want <laughs> Yeah, and I and tell him if he does start in OnlyFans, I'll subscribe. So, um, but I, I so I I tried to keep keep it upbeat. You said Ronnie Perkins got cut. He did. He was one of the last cuts. Dude was really holding it together. We're all like, "Hey, Jerry, what do you think?" Mike's like, "Everyone's happy." I'm sitting here sharpening my sharpening. That's why I had to interrupt him because I had to make sure that that got out there. You had to tear me down. Yeah. But th- that oh, is crazy though. There. The fact that not, not the, like all jokes aside, Ronnie Perkins, I was hoping he'd make the roster. Maybe his performance okay. made whatever Ty Montgomery though, being um, not getting there. What do you, so. And what, Kevin Harris. So who's yeah, the so fucking th- That's back? what I was going to ask. Cause right now it's Stevenson and Zeke. That's it. If I, if I know. Now, obviously some people will, will clear what you don't know. And like, maybe they pick up whoever, I don't know who's available as a running back. Um, uh, just, I'll I'll look it up as we talk. Or just real like quick, Mike but, and, Leonard Fournette. Just real quick, I'm going to read yeah. off the 53 man roster. I'll I'll fly through the names. Okay, yeah, really yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. So here we go in alphabetical order by last name: Calvin Anderson, David Andrews, Jake Andrews, Bryce Barringer, Barringer, Mike Barringer, yeah, Barringer, Christian Barmore, Jawan Bentley, Chris Board, Kendrick Bourne, Kayshawn Booty. Trent Brown, Miles Bryant, Joe Cardona, Demario Douglas, Kyle Duggar, Daniel Uquale, Ezekiel Elliott, Mike Jasicki, Devin Godchow, Christian Gonzalez, Lawrence Guy. Okay, I was wrong about Lawrence Guy. I didn't know if he was Both of us were. Roster. A I'm lot glad. of people thought he would be cut. I'll, you guys weren't alone. Yeah. Especially that uh, fiasco he pulled. Hunter Henry, Anthony Jennings, Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, Mac Jones, Marcus Jones, Matthew Judon, uh, Vidiri oh Lowe, fucking Jones. Uh, Antonio Maffi, Marte Mapu, Jalen Mills. Mike and Wenu, Devontae Parker, Jabril Peppers, Adrian Phillips, Riley Reef, Sam Roberts, Chad Ryland, Brendan Schooler, Matthew Slater, Juju Smith-Schuster, Sidney So, Amir Speed, Ramondre Stevenson, Cole Strange, Jelani Talai, or sorry, Jelani Talai, sorry, uh, Tyquan Thornton, Josh Uche, Sean Wade, Tyron Wheatley Jr., Keon White, Mac Wilson Sr., Dietrich Wise Jr., Mac Jones, Matthew Judon, Matthew Slater. 
Nice to know Riley Reed didn't. Oh, I might have said those guys twice because they were the three feature, but you get the point. The Pats got Riley Reed on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I keep morale high. So I know there's there's some surprises and um I Sean Wade is one that jumped. I actually had him down on something that I wanted to wanted to talk about with you guys. Uh, Sean Wade's one. Um, Amir Speed was another one that I saw on there. The good. seventh round pick. First of all, good for him because I think yeah. that he, the fact that he's on there and he's obviously quick as shit. Um, but Sean Wade, that one is somewhat surprising to me because he was kind of the ghost of Sean Wade last year, where it's like, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be the game. And then he's, yeah. you know, he just uh, healthy scratch. It was like, I, other than those two, what, what, names any jump out to you guys that made it that didn't make it oh uh, but uh, nick folk also traded too we didn't talk yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that as well folk yeah, sam, any names sam roberts that was a name that surprised me a little bit and it was because the limited game action it was especially the green bay game he had two unsportsmanlike conducts he he just had a couple really bad penalties and really that extended the drives yep. for green bay so i, I remember like, those okay. yeah yeah i was like all right i don't think he's gonna do that great but he must have had a really good tennessee game to kind of solidified yeah. he must just camp, contribute so. very well in special teams you know how bill holds those guys that are at the very end of the roster that just ball mm-hmm. out on special teams he'll keep those guys around for eight years yeah yeah that that but yeah so sam so that so that's a big one i don't I, other than that like there weren't weren't really any big surprises for the for the 53 man. I know that um you know obviously people wanted Malik Cunningham. Um I thought that was kind of overblown. It was nice to see. I, I think that was kind of a highlight driven thing that happened. You know, people started seeing he's quick, he can do this, he can do that. It's like, "Oh, let's get him on there." Odds are he wasn't going to make it unless he could somehow get that third. I, I mean, I guess now it would be second because there's no quarterbacks on there. Um but I think because we heard obviously what Jerry had to say, but where like I I wanted to have him kind of talk, which I'm glad we all kind of just let him go because yeah. I wanted to see what he was saying because he's obviously the guest here. Bailey Zappi being gone. So like when I texted you guys earlier and I was like Bailey Zappi, like I said in the next text, I was like, I, that's going with my heart. Like I want him gone, not because I want him out of the job or because I yeah. hate him. I hate the idea of him. So it's a distraction. That's not how the Patriots roll. If there's this controversy over a backup who played four fucking games, it's like, all right, we can just lose him and pick up any other backup. Like I know Chad Henney just retired, but we can get another Chad Henney. We can get somebody who's just Colt McCoy. I think I I think Colt McCoy might be the they get might be the one. I swear. I will be insufferable. You will not be able to tolerate. That's fine because as a backup, like well, Guys, I want to a, start. It's a it's a backup quarterback. Like I know Cold that like it was somewhat surprising because it's a name we know and obviously he started or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the 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 discourse and the in all the stuff around a backup quarterback position. Like like before we came on, uh Liam, you were here, you heard me listen to the tail end of it. Um I, I was listening to them talking on NBCSN and it was like What's the, the Patriots co- uh, backup quarterback problem? Like, it's not a problem. You're signing yeah. someone with one. If if Matt Jones is out for any length of time, the season's yep. over. Two, yep. with him being out for however long, say it's half a game, one game, game and a half, whatever it is, they're going to run Ramondre Stevenson 40 times. And yep. Zeke might get 25 carries. Like, so I the backup quarterback, as long as he can throw the ball, I do not care who it is. Yeah. But I am happy that it's not Zappy. 
Al, and how your thoughts well, on it? Well, again, too, and I said this earlier with Jerry on, I said the same thing. It's like, you're going to get a be- fucking Jerry Thornton on, by the way. You say you had Jerry on. Awesome. I'm like, I have like a, a, a little Jerry in my pants. Uh. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Horny episode. Very. No, nice. you're good. You're good, Mike. You had to get it all out. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> but you're going to have a backup quarterback no matter what. It's either going to be Bailey Zappi, it's going to be Malik Cunningham coming back, or maybe you go out and get a Colt McCoy, Jacoby Brissett, whoever. Whoever. Jacoby Brissett's on the Redskins. Is he? Yep. I thought he was still. He's he'll probably, he's get, probably, cut. Probably, he'll probably be get cut. He'll no, probably get cut. Oh, no, yeah. Sam Howell's the starter. Yeah. He's, well, no, Rivera way, likes how. But anyway, right? like you're saying, it does not matter. Point <laughs> being, right? If Mac Jones is out for any length above four weeks, then done. yes, the season essentially is done. done. And it's like, you know, how many backup quarterbacks in the league can you really put in there and you're like, wow, we feel really comfortable with it? Maybe a handful at the absolute most. I can't even think of any, but maybe. Like, I can't think of any that. that Old McCoy. Jump up uh, that yeah. are on an active team right now. Oh, oh, uh, I would have said, Chad I hate Penny, to say it, but, but Zach Wilson, but again, I hate to say it but again, could, right? That's at it. the most, at the absolute most, a handful. So, Avaris Jackson's dead. So, not for, dead. for the people out there that are like, why are they doing this? I think they're doing it truthfully. I think they're doing it because their offensive line is such a mess, especially the right tackle position. I know Calvin Anderson came back, that's great. But they need to see what they have for backup linemen too. And that can be a big factor this week in practice. And then if you want to going into the Philadelphia game week, if one of them doesn't pan out, you can easily just say bye-bye to one of them. And then if Bailey Zappi or Malik Cunningham or whoever's on that practice squad, practice squad, whip them right back up onto the active roster. And then yeah, there's your backup quarterback. That's my gripe, though. Do we actually think Bailey Zappi is going to stay on the practice squad? Like, there's going to be another team that's going to scoop. Someone's going to pick him up second. before. I don't think second, he, you guys think yeah. so because he, I, I was got, thinking he got too much game I time. You yeah. got way too much playing time. Like another the Raiders, team is going to be you don't like, think yeah, the Raiders exactly, will pick him up? Something like that, dude. Have him Jarrett, go over there. If Jarrett Stidham is got like you know plenty yeah. of opportunities and then actually started a couple games last year. You don't think Bailey Zappi? How many games did Jarrett Stidham play? One. Maybe, maybe like like exactly. when you tally it all up, it's maybe and he's almost a whole game. Got another job. In fact, he started last season. Bailey Zappi's going to be the Lions. Uh, no, they got Teddy Bridgewater. No, it'll be the Jets. The Jets are going to pick him up to be the backup to Aaron Rodgers. I guarantee you. No, Zach Wilson's killing it. I hate him, but he's killing it. Uh, he is. I, it's not going to be like it would yeah. be like Miami. They got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know who their backup. The is. Commanders. They might because no, they're they their have, situation. They have uh, Jacoby Brissett. If they pick, but see, either way, it's one of those things where I think b- between those two, I would assume that Malik Cunningham makes it to the practice squad. If I had to pick between him and Zappy, yeah, just because Zappy, like you've seen him, Cunningham, people are like, is he a wide receiver? Is he a quarterback? Yeah. What do you want to do? He hasn't shown that much, whatever. Which I mean, I I can I see him being practice comes. squad. Yeah, I hope you got, that'd be a cool thing to have. You know, it, it, you have him in there now. If if neither one of them, I don't. Like I said, I don't care who the Patriots sign as the backup yeah. quarterback because because this isn't like you're signing a second tight end. 
where it's like they'll see playing time or like you know like a like a second running back where it's like they'll see play which is why Liam which why Zeke kind of irks you so much because it's a yeah. second running back which like Walker's you might gonna, actually he's our see only time. other running back he's gonna yeah. play so yeah so it's like see like I do not care about the about the backup quarterback so I I don't know I I did just you need to have one out you, you need to have one oh yeah it's course. not like you need one tomorrow like no, if you get one by they... Friday you're fine yeah. Which is why I'm saying I don't care because it's not it's not it's not a concern that like, oh, I hope they sign person X or a good per- as long as you have a body who has played in the NFL before or who is competent at at least. Throw- we had fucking Brian Hoyer for a billion years and Brian Hoyer yeah. wasn't lighting anything on fire like that's yep. all we need. Someone like that literally call Brian Hoyer. Like you yeah. said, Liam, I do not care. Um, it, it, I bet and, his phone's been ringing off the hook. That's why I'm saying, like, like when I say that, I don't care. It's not that we don't need one, whatever. It's just I don't like whoever it. Yeah. I, it, if, pick, no matter who our backup quarterback is, they're going to probably be mediocre. Unless we get Colt McCoy, then we have a franchise altering backup. Yeah. Um, the uh, d- did you guys, by the way, have anything else about the uh, about the about the roster stuff, the people who made it, didn't make it. Anything. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about last week when we were like, which wide receiver doesn't make it all of exactly what I was going to go. Awesome. To we're like, so what the go. fuck? Kick it off. Let's go. Yeah. Six wide receivers. Most likely they're Patriots. Yeah. And I like it because who, mm-hmm. what position is going to get hurt the most? Probably wide receivers. Devontae the guy Parker. who just signed <laughs> to a huge deal. Yep. Devontae Parker who misses <laughs> the most time. Usually Devontae Parker. So it's like, Perfect. Like Tyquan you know, Thornton's I mean, already I, hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. And I can see it now. Like Tyquan or uh, Devonte Parker breaks his ribs. He's out for like two, three weeks. Boom. Kayshawn Booty gets some playing time, not a ton. But then Tyquan Thornton's tiny wrists go limp, and then we get Douglas and Booty mixed in there in the fold and whatnot. And Thorn's pretty durable. Like I'm not worried about him. If he gets hurt, then I'm like, holy shit! Like really. But, like, there are plenty of receivers. You send them over the middle. There's not a ton of mean hitters out there anymore. We don't have Ray Lewis who's going to decapitate any of our mm-hmm. wide receivers. But it can happen. A dumbass, you know, they plant plant their leg in the ground, tear an ACL. Unfortunately, that terrible shit happens. Yeah. And then, boom, we got six receivers on the roster. All of them hopefully know the system or show signs of promise. I love them. Yeah, yeah, which they do. And I think I think that's that's awesome that you have them because you can kind of interchange that you can have different different players going out there at different times like and then not only yeah. that you're talking about uh receivers getting hurt what happens if mike gasecki misses time you're not going to have yeah. those two tight ends so then you got to have another receiver kind of pick up that slack so it's yeah. it's it's nice i know people are talking about the six wide receiver thing but i'm like i know that it's a lot but I'm like all right so way too early predictions obviously but in the hypothetical that receivers get hurt and we have to dig deep into the trenches here, who is the first one? Who gets the most playing time at the end of the season? Booty or Douglas? Pop Douglas or that booty? I am going to say, I wanted to say one, but I'm going to say the other one. I think it's booty just because he's a bigger yeah, he, I think the upside for him is more. He's also just bigger. I don't know if that means he's more durable. Maybe it does. I don't whatever. But I just think that and, and especially if I'm thinking who does get hurt, too, because I'm assuming Devontae Parker is going to get hurt or miss time. Yeah. But but it honestly doesn't matter. But you put Booty in there. He kind of fills that bigger receiver role. Um, 
I also I guess me, I'll say he, he just seems like naturally very athletic. Like we talked about that long touchdown he yeah. had in in the preseason. To me, it looked like he was running in quicksand. Like it didn't look like he was running very fast at all. And he mm-hmm. still burned a defense of people yep. working their entire lives to make an NFL roster. Like, yes, you could say they're the third string guys. The third string guys are better than most starting college players. Like they made it to the league. They got an opportunity. They were the best of the best at their school. So if he burns a third string guys, those are still stellar athletes. And Booty did not look like he was trying 100%. And he still no. smoked. So it's like the dude's clearly just one of those athletes, at least in my eyes, who's just gifted, just balling. Yeah. Okay. Al, who do what I, do you think? Who do I think? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in two ways. Who do I think has more potential? Keishon Booty. Obviously. Yeah, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you just had to pick. For this just this year, I'm gonna just go Douglas. This season. I'm going yep. to Mario Douglas because I think he fills that slot receiver really, really well. And that's something that's been a catalyst in the Patriots offense. Now ask me in two to three years, I might be, you know, on the Kayshawn booty train. Yeah. You might, you yeah. might want to sniff a little booty. Running train on the booty. Yeah. yeah. Um, did Are are you guys going into it? I saw a lot of people talking about like they assumed Douglas was going to make it, but they didn't know about booty. I don't, I didn't have the, the even question. I just assumed they both were making it. Like I didn't think that, um, that booty it was even a question really to me that it, it maybe that's just like me being naive like i just assumed because he he only played one drive in the third game so i was like okay that was probably them just saying hey you're probably gonna make the team it. but guess what like go out there do it like have a drive we still want to you know nothing's yeah. given everything is earned so we want yep. you out there you could that. still so, fuck this up but you're probably yeah good. yes Basically, it's like a final, like, hey, we just want to see you one more time. Make sure that, you know, we're thinking the right thing. Don't fuck it up. So I don't know. Were you guys – worried isn't the right word because I don't think any of us were necessarily, like, panicking about it. But were either of you guys thinking that he wasn't going to make the team booty? Look, the basic in me, like, looks at draft position. And Douglas was drafted after – booty like they're both late round picks so they're both kind of a toss-up to me after the the fifth round it's kind of like anyone's lucky to make the roster Mm -hmm. after the fifth round type deal um but i don't know just maybe because of my blind love for him like i i saw him score a 31 yard touchdown against auburn live in person for lsu and i was like this guy fox so like i was extremely biased going into this i never watched douglas highlights until he got drafted by the patriots yeah. i was like who is this guy a lot of oh, people fast cool mm-hmm. yeah exactly but like booty like i knew about it so like me i'm a little biased i'm not one to answer this question since i'm unbiased I'll, I'll take this question i think and i know this is the very easy answer but the moment that solidified it for him was the touchdown against green bay mm. that was the moment yeah because you saw you saw the speed you saw you know the the good reception in tight coverage, yep. explosiveness, and I was like, all right, you know what? He's probably going to make the team now. And if he can do things like this, not all the time, but if he can give you a couple plays like that, then great. He's an addition, and he's an asset to the offense. Take I that mean, 10 I, times out of 10. Yeah. As lame as it sounds, we didn't see that once last year. Like, we didn't see that no. at all. We did not see a breakaway wide receiver touchdown. We can go the year before and talk about Kendrick Bourne having that 74-yard touchdown against the Cowboys. Oh, God. It happened the year before. So many good plays with him yeah, that year. Incredible. Oh. 
even 2020 saw... with Demir with Demir Bird, yeah, against the Texans. Demir Bird Newton made a play. The... You got none of that last year. God, Jerry Not hit the one. nail on the like, head. I can't when he's think like, of one. Show me on the doll where Matt Patricia hurt you, because like I know we all. We're not making excuses, but we're all just trying to make the best out of it. But it it, it has become since the second the season ended, it has been, and especially right now, wildly apparent that this offense was hamstrung to uh to I mean like a critical extent last year. They, well, we didn't even have hamstrings to hamstrung. There were it was like you were playing offense literally with like a hand tied behind your back and your leg tied to the person next to you. Like it was just tough seeing this offense now. Like it looks good. You saw, um, you guys see Hunter Henry posted something like something on uh, Instagram be like, you know, ready to get back to work. Can't wait, blah, blah, blah. And then Mike Gusecki, uh put it on his Instagram story too, with the emoji with like the zipper over the mouth. And then I think it was Hunter Henry or someone tweeted out, like, I love this offense. Um, like the the players feel very confident about this yeah. offense, which, which is like, the best. If they buy in, you play better. Yeah, which clearly they have, which is great. Like everybody has bought. I think what what were we saying last year, Liam? The majority of the time when we were sitting here coming on trying to make the best out of nothing, we were saying if this if this team even had a a average offense, they yeah. would have won two more games, hit a playoff yep. spot who knows? And then people aren't even talking about like Mac Jones, his first two years makes the playoff. Like everything could have been different. It's just crazy to see how bad this offense fucked them last year. And also like, you gotta be fair. There were a lot of external, almost uh, like payback calls against the Patriots, like the Hunter Henry touch touchdown against the Vikings, which was called back that crazy out of bounds last second touchdown by the Raiders, which was totally out of bounds. They called it a touchdown. And then that led to the oh, Jacoby yeah. Meyer shit. There's just like, there were, there were a ton of yep. like weird, mm-hmm. weird calls toward the end. And then against the Bengals, we're about to score the game winning touchdown in Ramondre Stevenson fumbles. And you're like, damn, that never happens. Holy it literally shit. does not happen. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like, like it doesn't ever. happen. Yeah. So stuff like that, where it's like our offense sucked and we were still a few weird calls away. And that's another reason Mm why the NFL drives me crazy is the weird calls. But it's like it gives you a little hope. You're like, we were right there. If if there was just somebody competent, you know, in wearing the pinstripes, we would have been good. Yeah, no, they've the offense has gotten better and, and the defense has gotten better, I would say, too. So like to. The, I love as a Patriots fan going into this year because everybody is kind of not just counting the Patriots out. They're not. They're just not even on anybody's radar, which yeah. I love, which is why like a big win over the NFC Super Bowl representative um, last year in week one would be huge to start yeah. the year. But um, mm-hmm. but. Jerry was right when he said it all comes down to the offensive line. Um, Jerry was, was talking himself into that one. I wanted to be like, Jerry, he, you are. He's like, well, if, if you know, if everyone plays like a superstar, then maybe we <laughs> yeah, can win. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Uh, he, so what he said, like the offensive line, though, because right now it does seem like you got Trent Brown at left tackle. Goal Strange is going to be back. David Andrews, one of my, everybody's favorite Patriots player of all time. You got Mike Unwenu, who it seems like he's going to be back as well. Right tackle is the, I don't think Calvin Anderson's going to start yet because he just got activated. So he's still got to get his sea legs under him, whatever. So maybe you put in Riley Reef. This might be the game where you put Riley Reef and you put Hunter Henry over there 
and kind of help him block a little bit to kind of mitigate whatever rush you have. And then, like I said, I think this is where Bill O'Brien earns his earns his money. We're not going to give predictions or anything like that, but it's just the offensive line is kind of what where I wanted to just head with this one. Mm-hmm. What now that everything's kind of done, all the games have been played. All the players you'd assume are here. Patriots aren't going to add anybody else. They've they added two offensive line uh, linemen. Wait, was it Tyrone Wheatley and uh, what the fuck yep. was this guy's name? Vidarian Low, awesome yep. name. Um, yeah. What? How do you guys feel about the offensive line going into the year right now? Suspect. Yeah, it's it, it, and it's why? suspect and why? Because That's it hasn't been health. It hasn't been healthy yeah. in the whole preseason. Yep. It hasn't been healthy the last three years. Like let's let's call yeah, it space. Really? It's been it's been fucking wild. Like, I say a when, win, Trent Brown, yeah. David. You, you don't know everybody. you don't know who's gonna be your right tackle. Like, yeah, we say Calvin yeah. Anderson, but will he be healthy enough to go week one? Will he be good? I don't like, think so. I don't think he, he was will a be. backup for the Denver Broncos, who weren't good. And their starting right tackle isn't yeah. a premier right tackle in the league. It's not like he's behind Matt Light or anything like that. Yeah, or like Tyrone Smith when he was killing. Like I don't there's I don't think you need you know, you don't need like a prime Trent Brown on the right no. side. I think you just you just need someone who isn't gonna fuck up and I don't it's it, it's a it's like a it's almost like a cop out answer, but it's like you I you kind of have to wait and see who's yeah, it's like who's I truly playing there. Like that that to me if you're looking at the team as a whole Offense and defense. I will throw every side of it in there. I think the main concern, I don't even want to say the, the, the offensive line. It is just strictly that right tackle position. Because I'm trying to look at other other I, I know they only have one quarterback right now. I know but they that's have two. Why I say backs, suspect, but like even even if that's a one questionable position, you know, what if David Andrews turns his ankle in week two? Like some dumb shit like that, which always seems to happen. Yeah, yeah, no. It's I mean, like the Celtics with point guards. It's like they're cursed. It's like what's yeah, gonna they happen? get a they get a great well, one, and then like yeah, it's like what knee problem is gonna take out our <laughs> Celtics point guard? And then it's like with the Patriots offensive line, it's like what unforeseen circumstances are gonna ruin the line? Oh, David Andrews gets decapitated in weeks week six on a pick. Oh shit! Well, yeah. that sucks. Like I, they they have depth though, which like I know they have like Jake Andrews. So David yeah, but Andrews, but the depth doesn't clone. look good. And it, here I am exactly. coming to That's Bailey Zappi's defense because, like, the dude got cut, but he also had, you know, 0.3 seconds to throw the ball every time he dropped back. Like, during yeah, the Titans yeah. game, I started to feel bad, and I don't even like the guy. I'm like, oh, my God, like, somebody do something. I felt really fucking bad for the guy. Yeah, I don't uh, – Al, how do you feel? About, like, what if you had to kind of pick out something on the team? I'm assuming it would be right tackle the offensive line that might ham hamstring them for a little bit, right? Yeah, but I'll throw in I'll throw in something a little different. I'll throw in on the defensive side of the ball, defensive tackle. How good will Lawrence Guy and Devon Godshaw be at stuffing the run? Because in the preseason, when they played the Packers and it was all the first stringers, it didn't look too great. But again, it's one game. I'm not worried about it. I didn't think it looked good. Truthfully, no, no, it wasn't great. Christian, Christian Barmore? Barmore? No, I'm not yeah. forgetting him. I'm just saying he'll, in general. He'll stuff the run. If he stays healthy, can't stay on the field. But when he does, he stuffs the but run. But he has to stay on the field. But in those, but he has four, to stay on the field. those four games he plays, no one's running on us. Yeah, four out of 17. Uh, but 13 out of 17 games, is not playing. Lockdown. 
Yeah, but you got, uh, but you got, you know, Godshaw, Guy, Barmore. You also got Equale too, who isn't necessarily an exact nose tackle, but he's something. I'm assuming they might add someone else. I don't know. People are saying they might. Who knows? But um, I think the reason why you can be kind of soft in a way at that position is because you have, and you have an incredible group of linebackers and defensive ends. So, you know, you got yeah. Judon. Je- I-, I can go down the line. I mean, there's at least a handful. Judon, Jennings, Wise, Uche, yeah. and um, what's Loaded. his name? Jawan Bentley. Like, you have yeah, Matt Wilson. Danny Aquale, well. who was sick last year, too. Then you... You have so then you also have the um the the linebacker the safeties that can come in Jabril Peppers yeah Kyle Duggar who they're going to be kind of your pseudo guys there too so and one of the my most favorite things that I've been looking at just like through videos and through tape because I do have like the all twenty two footage which is so much fun is the safeties like Bill mm-hmm. is creating a defense that no one has ever seen before. Like Jaylen usual, he's he's innovative. Yep, Jalen Mills is now a free safety, which means we have 17 safeties, and he's going to play all Not of enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, Bill is creating the most versatile defense where he's like, we play the Bills. They kill us on crossing routes. Fuck the linebackers. We don't want any bruisers on the field when we're playing the Bills on second and long, third and long. Let's get our two safeties in there at linebacker, have two safeties deep, and everyone's just going to cover the shit out of the ball. And I'm sure it's going to be similar when we play Aaron Rodgers. It's the weirdest defense I've ever seen in my life. But Bill Belichick made it, and I have no reason to doubt this man's greatness. Makes me think it's going to be that much better because it is so, like, like you have a team, like you said, six safeties on the team. You have like really four, five corners, maybe. You have like speed all over the place, but then you're not sacrificing the pass rush because yeah. you still have Dietrich Wise, Judon, Uche. Uh, and we can ben. get like, pressure rushing have... four guys. We can get pressure rushing three guys. And that is so difficult. That's how the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl. That's how yeah. the Giants beat the Patriots uh, yep. in the two Super Bowl. That's Never how... blitzed. Yeah, they just rushed four. And when you rush four, you don't have you don't have that quarterback that can quickly, okay, where's the extra guy coming from? Let me go there. No, because yeah. it's just the four rushers. You still have a regular defense to look at. So if the Patriots can get pressure with the front four, I mean, God, that'd be God chow. That'd be yeah. amazing. Exactly. And like not to nerd out, but like Bill likes his dime defense. And then you mm-hmm. can rush five guys at that point. And then it's everyone's one on one all defenders against one single offensive lineman that's blocking them. And Bill loves his stunts. He's going to have guys switching gaps and rolling over other uh, players' shoulders. I want to say tackles, but rolling over ends and Judon tackles and, and everything else. Stunts. Oh. Yeah, and it's just completely like the defense is going to be unbelievable. And I can see it now. It's so perfect. If you look at it from a quarterback's perspective where it's like, all right, there's one safety deep. The quarterback's like, I know what coverage they're in, snaps the ball, and then that safety runs to the far right corner of the field. And then, you know, the nickel corner drops back into deep safety coverage. And all of a sudden, the quarterback's like, what the fuck is going on here? He goes, I thought I was no covered idea. zero. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, you have Duggar and Phillips on the field, safeties. Yeah. They're both up there. You got maybe, maybe Duggar moves up a little bit. And you think, okay, cool, Adrian Phillips is going to back up. They hike the ball, they switch. All of a sudden, yeah. Duggar sprints backwards because they can both rush or cover. It's like there's yeah. so many things that this defense can do. It's unbelievable. And Bill leaves it all up to the defenders. Bill tells them what he expects and then lets them make the decisions on mm-hmm. the field. Did you guys watch the quarterback documentary on Netflix? 
I did not. I did not. No, it's really good. Uh, I hear Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is kind of a boner, and Patrick Mahomes is the worst shit talker I've ever seen. But like, it is very good. And Kirk Cousins throws a pick to Jonathan Jones in the Patriots game, and Kirk Cousins is just sitting in the film room after the game, and he's so pissed. He's like, "This play was open." When I looked at the Patriots film of their last three games, he goes, I don't understand how they made this play. Jonathan Jones followed Justin Jefferson upfield and then peeled off the route, left Jefferson to the safety, came down and had no business jumping this route. And he got it. And Kirk Cousins is furious. He's like, how does this happen? And Jonathan Jones made an incredible play. And Bill Belichick kind of teaches you guys work off instinct. If you think something's cutting underneath, Peel off, trust the safety, make the play. And the way everyone talks about the Patriots defense, especially Kirk Cousins, because he was the only one in the documentary that actually played the Patriots this season, the dude was tormented. He's sitting in the film room with his coaches the week beforehand like, I have no idea what defense they're going to throw at us. We we think it's going to be mostly cover three, and they guess that it's mostly going to be cover three and dime packages. And then after the game, Kirk Cousins is going over the film, and he goes, they didn't. They didn't show us any dime. They didn't show us any cover three. He goes, "I we guessed and we guessed entirely wrong." And they still won the game. They, there was a suspect call that helped. They, you know, he's a good quarterback. He made up for it. But stuff like that, it gets me so excited to be like, "Damn!" Like I'm fucking pumped. He's playing chess when everyone else is playing check. He's so far ahead of everyone. He's making you guess. You're he's getting playing paid fucking up. back end. He's not yeah. even in the same. The same. Hundred percent. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has a hundred million dollars guaranteed mm-hmm. to make the wrong guess. I'm Good like, quarterback. Fuck, yeah, dude. but just hundred uh, percent. I don't know. And uh, by the way, Jonathan Jones uh, back at practice. Obviously, I, I think yeah. we said that before. Uh, Christian Gonzalez as well back at practice. Mike Gesicki out of the red non-contact jersey, Pop Douglas, out of the red non-contact jersey, um, Cole Strange, day-to-day, Mike Onwenu, should be back in time. Yeah. Starting to come together. Yep. It's starting to come Very together. Very much so. so it's so I, easy to talk yourself into this team. I cannot wait. And, so, and we will next week, because next week yeah. is going to be the one we'll do our um, season predictions, everything from offensive player of the year, defensive, biggest letdown, um, you know, everything there, record kind of go uh, game by game when we do that as well. So it'll be a uh, it'll be a good episode. I don't know how long it'll be, but it'll be enough to, for us to get our shit off. And then we're fucking back to football, guys. Football so is finally morning. back. I know we said it a few weeks ago. Football is back, but that's fine. It's fake football. It's kind of, you yeah. know, whatever. Walmart we'll brand it. football. We are back. We are name brand football in less yeah. than two weeks. Yep. God, I cannot wait. No. Um, so you guys have anything else to say before we hop out, hop off, hop on? Get me to week one. Week one, Best baby. Believe. Chad it's Ryland it. and Bryce Berenger. He got it. Let's fucking go, wow. baby. There we go. I save it to the I get one good one. I saved it to the end. Yep. Shout out Beauty. to Jerry Thornton yep. for being on the episode again, yes. by the way. What a stud. Yeah, shout out Jerry Thornton. Um, obviously, you know, Jerry, I know that you're a weekly listener, of course. So, you know, you ever want to come back on, just, you know, just pop back on, man. We're, we're good. But no, uh, yeah, obviously, shout out to Jerry Thornton. Awesome having him on. Dude has forgotten more football than we even know. So um, good shit for Liam, for Al, for Mike, me. This was Tuck Rule Takes episode 97. We will see you next week for the season preview. We out. Later.
Sweet pea.